Hi, I'm Jamie Winkup. Hi, I'm Dick Johnson. Hi, I'm Garth Tander. You're listening to the V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Nissan set for aero parody. You know, again, we don't want a leg up. We don't want any free performance. We just want to be in, in a level with everybody else. Gary Rogers starts looking for a new sponsor, and we look at the format changes for 2014. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Hi, this is Will Davison from the Pepsi Max crew for Performance Racing, and you are listening to the V8 Insiders. Here's the news brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. Nissan will have the opportunity to change its aeros package at the end of the season. Darren Cox, while in Australia during the Bathurst weekend, spoke about the problems he sees with the current aero testing regime. Uh, yeah, running coast down tests is very 1980s, and you know whether it be CFD or full wind tunnel work, that's the way we need to go forward uh, in the future. It should be noted that Nissan's issues with their current aero package are not because the car has any deficiencies, but due to the penalties imposed on the car following the aero testing conducted last year. Look at the speed trace of our car versus anybody else over 200 kilometres an hour. It's not necessarily the power of the engine, it's to do with the aero kit that was, was homologated at the beginning of the year. So it's not something that everyone's talked about power and trying to get more power. If you actually look at it, a lot of it is down to the drag that was in the homologated aero configuration which is not something that we control so we're looking at trying to improve that going forward. Cox was quick to point out though that this year has been an important one for Nissan Motorsport. We think uh, the boys are doing a great job in terms of being in their first year with new cars and and, uh, we hope that uh, next year we're right on the money and getting podiums uh, from the first rounds really. Gary Rogers Motorsport has announced that they are parting ways with Fujitsu at the end of the season. Rogers is confident that the team will not be affected by the loss of funding as he hopes the partnership with Volvo and Polestar will provide a new range of companies to associate with. Rogers is also confident that they'll be testing the Volvo by December, with Volvo already speculating that they'd like to have more cars on the grid in the not-too-distant future. Rogers tested his cars this week at Winton, trying to find the gremlin that caused Scott McLaughlin's car at the Gold Coast to completely shut down. The testing also saw McLaughlin and Premer's engines on the dyno in their workshop, but both had no issue. So the team is going into Phillip Island with still some question marks over reliability of the McLaughlin car. Craig Baird talked about his relationship with Lee Holsworth and how he was trying to help Lee get out of the funk he was in after a disappointing season in the Irwin AMG for Erebus Motorsport. 
huge challenges. You already have the runs on the board and guys who guys improved that uh, in the deepest field of the ball. And he just had a tough year with you know, the new car and incident force by a very easy fresh sports and start doubting themselves. And I was probably in a position where I could help lead understand that no one, no one else in the team was doubting him, um, even though he was saying to me sometimes, I, I think they think it's me, or why are getting more bad luck, but we managed to turn it around with it, and um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm not taking full credit for it, but uh, it was too much having a chat, and uh, no, it just, it's different, as I say, it's very easy for schools to get down on themselves, and uh, it's hard to turn around, but he turned around for the Euros, and Last week, Nick Perkak carried out a successful test of the Dunlop control tyres at Phillip Island ahead of the next round of the championship. Perkat was reported to have smashed Craig Lowndes' current lap record during the test, and V8 Supercars is confident that they'll see plenty of new round of lap records right throughout the entire weekend of the V8s at Phillip Island. The Clips of 500 will feature a Saturday twilight race as the series pushes for more primetime racing. The announcement will be officially made next Thursday when the event is launched, but it was leaked this week on ABC Radio in South Australia when the sports minister said he's confident that the racing will be concluded on each night by 8pm. The Clipsal 500, Townsville 500, Gold Coast 600 and Sydney 500 Super Street events are all likely to feature Saturday twilight races. The latest edition of V8X is now available with Craig Lowndes and Peter Brock on the cover. The iPad edition is available on MagShop and if you've got Android, go to Magster. Hard copies are in store now. After the break, we'll look at the formats for 2014 with Richard Crowell and Tom Worsley. I hope you'll stay with us. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Craig Lance. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Tom Worsley Media, it's Tom Worsley. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Craig, and, uh, and listeners. I should actually say from uh, CRN News too, shouldn't I, if I was getting the title completely correct, but uh, my apologies. Oh, that's right. Richard Crowell from Speed Week, SBS, Speed TV, where else? Uh, it's too numerous to mention. <laughs> yeah, I'll get around. Good evening, Craig. Uh, Tom, uh, hope we're both very well. We are indeed. Well, I'm speaking for me, of course, but uh, Tom... Formats for next year, we've uh, we've now got something that makes sense, in my opinion, anyway. I think it's fantastic. The real winners here are the punters because uh, every event has a very defined uh, format and it's going to be very easy for the punters to go, OK, we're at a street circuit, we know what the format is, 
we're at a track. We know what the format is. So I, I think it's great that we've gone to this uh, this very formal uh, format. Richard, you, of course, are involved with Formula 3 in a management sense. You're involved with a lot of other series through different relationships. How big a shift is this going to be for V8 supercars in their public perception and trying to sell what they're producing? Uh, look, it, it, it's a big move, and, and it's, it's very much James Warburton coming in and putting his own stamp on things. But I think so far the concept is good, and... Uh, what, what they're doing in a way is they're, they're defining their version of T20 one day and test match cricket. So you've got the enduro formats, which is, you know, your Clipsal 500, your Townsville, so the two 250k races, your Sydney, uh, plus, you know, the, the Sandown 500 Bathurst and uh, the Gold Coast 600. Then you've got your, your one day cricket, which is your, your longer style sprints, and then your super sprint stuff. So I, I like the way they've done that. Um, I think it, it it's clearly defined and you know what you're going to get. You know when you get to the Pertec Endurance Cup in September, October, that it's the super long-distance stuff. Um, you know that at Clipsal, Townsville and Homebush, they're going to be the same format. Uh, and you know that, that the other rounds are going to be short, sharp, uh, exciting sprint races, which is, I think, what the fans want to see. Because uh, whilst there are a lot of gimmicks in the Saturday format at the sprint rounds this year, I think the fact that we have shorter races and more of them in a day probably worked for some people. So um, uh, I like it. I think it's been um, been very, very positive, and they're, they're clearly defining what they are, which is something that they've lacked for a bit because their formats have been all over the shop for a couple of years. Tom, that is a, a critical point, isn't it? Because we're still going to have that confusing situation of a winner on Saturday, a winner on Sunday, but at least when we're talking about an event and when we're saying we're going to event and this event's on, we're only going to have to pick from three different possibilities of what could happen on that weekend. Definitely, and I think the the absolute, uh, the best part of the format for next year is there's no split races like we've had this year with the, uh, the 60-60 format, uh, which from a radio point of view is uh, very hard to explain to a, a national audience. So, uh, you know, the... I think a lot of people who even had their finger on the pulse struggled to uh, get their head around the 60-60 at times. And um, I think that moving forward, we've, we've got this great, clear, defined one. And in some ways, it, it almost goes back to the roots of, of V8 supercars, um, well, particularly from my sort of growing up around it and uh, where you've got the t- you know, two races on a Saturday and a, a slightly longer one on a Sunday for the... Um, for the sprint rounds, and I think it's uh, it's just definitely a step in the right direction. Just another thing, Richard, that was critical for the championship was to get some consolidation on dates and getting things in the right order, and that's something that they've spent a fair bit of time trying to uh, massage here and making sure that Clipsal and the Formula One, there's breaks between them, breaks then to Tasmania and so on. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and um, it, it was important that, that they do that. I, I think, for the most part, the, the timing and positioning of a lot of the rounds is actually pretty good. Um, certainly from living in South Australia, uh, the ability to go to, in consecutive months, Darwin in June, Townsville in July, Queensland Raceway in August, 
is uh, lovely because it's a nice break from the cold winter weather. We go north, and I think that's very, very good um, positioning. Anzac Day Racing next year at the ITM 500 uh, at Pukekohe. I think that's a good thing. That will have the whole um, Australia and New Zealand sort of stuff going on, which is very, very good. Um, and, and I think it's a nice stretch. There aren't some of the pretty brutal short gaps between rounds that we've seen this year. Um, it, it's a good balance. It's solid. Um, you definitely see there's room for them to bang a few more events in there. There's a big gap in the middle of... Um, sort of May and June where they could probably spot another one, which I'm sure they will in, in some stage. But, yeah, look, I, I think it's good. And, and just on the formats, I, I'm glad they're innovating and I'm glad they've, as well, gone to the Twilight stuff. And, and I don't think they've gone as far as perhaps they should have. Um, twilight racing is definitely the way to go for that. But if they want to compete with football or, as it is, not compete with football for TV ratings, they need to go right out of the box and do something very, very different. Now, whether that's racing in the middle of the week or... I don't know. There's, there's different things they can do and, and you need to look at, um, at what goes on in the States with uh, the fact they ran the, the Craftsman trucks on the dirt oval at Eldora on a Wednesday night and it was the biggest rated truck race in the history of the series. So doing things differently um, isn't always a bad idea. So, But I think they're on the right path. It's good. They're not making change for change's sake, which is a nice thing. Well, we're making change now in what seems like a very controlled and a very considered manner, and that's something that's been levelled on the series as uh, making decisions on the run, uh, Tom, over the particularly uh, the most recent uh, five-year stretch. Yeah, that's right, and it seems to me up and down pit lane that uh, I haven't actually heard many negative things about the the changes that James Warburton's made so I don't know whether that's a, a reflection of whether it's a more uh, involved process now or uh, or whether it's just a, an indication of there is actually a lot of thought and planning going into it before announcements are made and uh, and it's not just a knee-jerk reaction to, to various things happening so uh, I, I think there's probably a range of factors there. Mm. Obviously Twilight Racing makes a, a big difference to your Sunday newspaper spread because the deadlines for Sunday, particularly for sports editors not or sports writers not doing football, Richard, is like 6 o'clock in the evening. Football will then run and uh, all the country editions of the paper go out without the football scores in it. We're going to have this issue raise itself, particularly for James Phelps and Mark Fogarty, who are the uh, the two predominant motorsport writers on uh, V8 Supercar weekends. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine, but you need to balance that with what it will do for TV ratings to have racing in prime time live on 7 or 7 mate even um, that, that just naturally any sport that goes prime time gets a bump in their ratings and at the moment with um, with ratings the way they are and, and the, the sport needing to find more income bumping the TV ratings is the best thing they can possibly do and I guarantee you Red Bull aren't in the sport because they get lots of column inches in the Daily Telegraph, it's a bonus and that's part of them leveraging their sport. But a good part of it is the people through the gate and then the TV audience as well. So it's a trade-off. And, and also, the, you know, the world is moving to a digital, a digital age and you know, newspapers are increasingly laying off staff and scaling back what they do and focusing on their online models. So 
maybe it just means they have to up their um, their online component and Phelps files a uh, a report to the the telly website every night rather than. Um, rather than just the newspaper edition. Mm. It's an interesting point. We might pick that one up as we return with the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Hi, I am Alexandre Prema from the Fujitsu GRM team, and you are listening to the V8 Insider. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, and uh, Richard, you've hit on a very interesting point that uh, we've touched on social media a few months ago on the show, but we haven't really looked at all the intricacies of electronic media, and you, you were mentioning there that, uh, well, maybe newspapers have had their day, live TV, but one thing this year I know V8 Supercars have uh, mentioned to me and others is that they now hold, for the next two years anyway, the digital online rights to motor, uh, to their series, and that means video content and a whole bunch of other things. Now, as long as you don't put your uh, footage from your control camera in there, you're, you're pretty well right. But uh, interesting that V8 Supercars have tried the super view angle. They're uh, trying a few different things with more videos, a cameraman that is dedicated to V8 Supercar media at every event to get web videos up quickly. But do you think they've gone far enough, or do you think they've missed a few uh, missed a few things in there? No, they haven't gone far enough, not even slightly. Um, there's so much more they could do. The, the V8 Superview thing was good, uh, well, is good. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I would have charged for it, to be honest. And I know you need to, I know you need to make it a revenue stream, but. But I would have probably run it as a free service for a year, especially for an international perspective, because there's a lot of people around the world that want to watch the series and would tune in and find a way to watch it online, um, and that do do it. But I'm not sure I would have made it subscription-based in the first year. Maybe when you've got a core audience built up, you can start making it a pay-per-view thing or something along those lines. Um, but I, I think they need to do, they can do so much more with their YouTube with their Facebook and their digital and social media. Um, and it's not its not rocket science. I don't think it's massively difficult, but I don't think they do it well enough yet. And, and they need to use the resources they've got. They've got their own TV production company. So it, it's not like they're just sitting there with um, without the resources or the facilities to do it. So I, I think they can do more. I hope they do more because um, the bigger digital footprint it's got, uh, the better. They've got 300,000 Facebook fans. Well, that's, that's a massive number, and it's 150,000 more. Well, it's actually, no, it's more than that. It's 250,000 more than the British Touring Car Championship. So they're clearly doing something right, and they've got a product that people want to follow, um, but I think they need to do more. All right, Tom, what's your perspective on their digital presence? I, I think that uh, in the, over the course of this year, they've stepped it up. Uh, from what it has been, but I agree with Richard. There's so much more that they can be doing, uh, and I, I think that they might be realising that too. I, I think the fact that they're they're putting some resources into it and uh, 
probably finding that uh, that there is a fair bit of traffic going to it, which which indicates that people want content. And let's face it, everyone's after short, clever, and uh, interesting content. And uh, I think that they need to capitalise on that with with the stuff they're doing on the website. And um, I think Richard summed it up perfectly. They've got a lot more resources that they can tap into that are already there and um, it's silly not to be using them. Mm. One thing they have set about doing, Tom, is they've set about making the weekend event more about the event and not only solely focused on V8 supercars and that's a good thing for a number of different reasons because it's the feeder categories that also then work up into the main game and it's one thing to have all these drivers join them for an endurance race but if you haven't known what they've done for the rest of the year well who are these guys and how did they get there yeah it's uh i think they also have to be really careful with with doing that because you don't want to uh i I don't think you want to clutter those channels that where people are specifically following v8 supercars with too much content of other stuff I'm all for cross-promotion. I think that the the winners out of that are the smaller categories, but it is a very fine balance between promoting that stuff and also um, you know, how much you, you put that in front of uh, some of the other, I guess, lesser V8 content. I guess so, Richard, and you would know this better than uh, both Tom and myself. When you are trying to promote an event... It's more than just the three races of V8 supercars, and that's what you've got to somehow remind people. It's more than what you see on TV if you go to the track. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's everything else that, that is part of a race meeting that you guys and I see when we go to the track and we see, you know, the displays and merchandise alley and we go and spend money on model cars that the shop that's at every round. Well, I do, anyway. Um, and, you know, there's... there's girls and there's all sorts of displays and shops and tethers are there and the stunt team and Robbie Bolger and everything. It, it's an event um, and, and that's perhaps they need to do more on, on selling the whole event package thing as well. I'm, I'm not sure what people, I mean the people just want to go and, and this is what they probably need to identify. The people just want to go um, to see their supercars and go home or are they going because it's an event and if that's the case, well, that's how you need to promote it. So you need don't just go to Winton to see some V8s running around in 10-degree temperatures and standing in the mud, but go there because we will have this and this and this and this on display and, and this going on. And I think it's going more and more like that, which is which is not a bad thing at all, um, as long as the on-track product doesn't suffer. And that's the critical... That's the critical balance, Tom, making sure v eight still are the best thing on the race weekend... Because for many fans, they walk away and see Touring Car Masters with Richard Crowell doing all the uh, commentary for. It's going, those cars, those old cars look so much better than these new ones. I think that everyone's always going to have a soft spot for some of the the older stuff and also just things that are a little bit more unique. I mean, um, I remember seeing Formula 5000s at at Sandown for for the first time because they're on the... uh, on the V8 card and I thought that they were the most incredible things because I'd never heard them before, I'd never seen them before. So I think um, 
for a lot of people, it's the novelty factor of, of different categories, and you could use the same argument with the uh, Aussie race cars as well. It's something a little bit different, which is why why people like them, and the same for the Utes. And quite often, the support categories put on some fantastic racing, and uh, it only adds to the whole package of the event that Richard was talking about. And this is where I'm interested, Richard, in, in your thoughts. Does V8 Supercars have to package in and sell more of that other racing live, particularly to um, Speed, who are doing a great job with their replay of the V8 race, but, gee, there's a whole lot of other events that aren't shown on a weekend, which could be done... Of course, the infrastructure's there, shown live on speed. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, it makes sense. And, and maybe that's something for the next TV deal. I'm, I'm sure it will be something for the next TV deal. In fact, I've almost put money on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, and, and, you know, the, I mentioned British Touring Cars before. They do that brilliantly. And, and they go online at... At 11 o'clock in the morning on ITV4, which is their example, their version of Seven Mate, um, and they're online. They show a British Touring Car Race, then a Carrera Cup Race, then a Geneta GT Race, uh, maybe a Formula Renault, then the next Touring Car Race, and then another sport support, a couple of interviews in between. And it's a great package, and it's a long time to sit in front of the television. And people aren't expected to do that, but you'll get some people that sit there and go, "Yeah, I want to watch a Carrera Cup Race, but I'll take the V8s and watch them later." Um, so, absolutely, why not? Um, that, that, that could happen. I mean, I hope it happens, but it'd be good for everyone involved because it's only going to raise the profile of the categories. And I can't see how V8 would lose out of that because um, it, it's not going to change the level of exposure that they're going to get. If anything, it'd boost the, the amount of people tuning in. Mm. And, of course, Tom, we've, we've seen live streaming of particularly the Shannon's Nationals over the last few years and, critically the Bathurst 12-hour just getting some fantastic numbers. Now, obviously, the Bathurst 12-hour, huge international appeal. But the Shannon's Nationals, which is very much an Australian series, is um, is getting some solid numbers on their live casts. Oh, I'm sure that, that uh, Richard would be able to back up what you've just said there. And I think that um, probably the biggest criticism of the, the Superview concept that V8s has at the moment is they don't show the support categories um, mm. and I'm sure that that's probably a rights issue but there's a lot of people out there as as Richard said that that want to watch Carrera Cup racing and they, they follow the series closely or uh, you know, the, the Dunlop series or whatever it is that, that's their uh, primary or sorry their secondary interest or possibly even their primary interest so I think that that's something that uh, you know, the, an area they should be looking at, and um, even with with the idea of having it on, uh, you know, a day's worth of content on TV, you've also got the the channel surfers. You know, the amount of times I've watched uh, replays of, of various motorsport events from around the world on different channels, just because I've stumbled across it, is uh, you know, there's there's definitely a market out there for for that sort of thing. Mm. We need to take a break on the V8 Insiders and we might move this conversation into the white flag lap because it uh, certainly is going to impinge on our next topic. So we'll be back with the white flag lap right after this break. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. 
You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Jonathan Webb from Techno Autosports, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the VN Insiders, Richard Crail and Tom Worsley joining me, Craig Revell, and uh, it's the White Flag Lap brought to you by Munro Shock Absorbers here on the V8 Insiders. And Richard, we were talking about showing more of the uh, of the categories which you're heavily involved with, Carrera Cup, also uh, you're involved with the Touring Car Masters, but we have the Utes and the Aussie Racing Cars, as as Tom rightly said. Then we have all the Shannon's Nationals categories as feeder categories up to this main game. More publicity for all those categories helps with a number of different aspects of who becomes co-drivers in the future and who's a, a young driver aspiring to race either in Australia or overseas. Interestingly, this year we've seen a number of guys really concentrate on the Carrera Cup series as opposed to the Dunlop series, which, of course, is seen as the logical step up. And Craig Baird on Inside Motorsport uh, this week, oh, last week, sorry, said he believes the Carrera Cup is now the best feeder category with the changes of the car of the future. Now, I've had different drivers tell me, you know, different things on this one, but where do you stand? Uh, I'd agree with Beto, and, and not just because I work for Porsche calling the series, but um, I mean, obviously I'm going to be slanting that way, but I think the cars are a little bit closer to drive to a car of the future V8 supercar that the Porsche with the, the front-end group and the, the new front-end they're running in the V8s and the way they drive is a little bit similar, but I think this year you have to just base it on fact alone and look at the number and success that Carrera Cup drivers had as co-drivers this year. Craig Baird did an outstanding job with Lee Holdsworth. I think everyone will agree. Warren Laugh speaks for himself. Uh, he was pretty good. Um, Stephen Richards won Bathurst. Uh, Nick Perkett was pretty quick at HRT rig. So uh, the, the Carrera Cup guys that, that stepped up to the mark did an outstanding job and they showed the level that Carrera Cup is at um, at the moment in Australia. And it's very, very, very high. Uh, and I don't think anyone in development series would argue with that. The, the problem with the Dunlop series is that there's so that the fields are so big and so large that there's so much carnage. Um, There's a press conference, I think, at Winton that they were talking about and the lack of laps that these guys are getting. And they'd be better off to just go and pound around Winton for a test day and do 100 laps and they're getting more time in the car than they do at a DBS round. So I think that's their biggest problem. Um, the, the racing... For whatever reason, in Carrera Cup, is a bit cleaner. There's less carnage, there's less crash and bash, and they get more laps. And at the front, it's just as intense, if not more so. Mm. Well, Tom, we saw a classic example of that at Bathurst with the Touring Car Masters, where I think their first two races, they had a combined total of racing lapses, like three. Yeah, called a lot of safety car that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, know, you go to... That's not what you want to watch uh, at, at any track and it doesn't make for good TV and it, it doesn't really uh, do much for anyone it's um, 
I think with as as uh, Richard said, with the development series, you've got um, they're still using reverse top ten on uh, on the second race where the, it's a three race format and it's it's creating carnage. It's reducing the number of laps and. I think a lot of drivers are getting sick of that, and um, I think that uh, Porsche has done the right thing by instead of having the uh, um, proper grid where it's where the cars sit there for half an hour, they've come they've gone. We want racing laps instead, and I, I think that that's one of the other factors you're seeing people go Carrera Cup instead of Dunlop Series. It's all about getting real laps as opposed to uh, sitting in the car. Mm. It's got to be an interesting balance in the future, though, Richard, where we're going to see the development pathways open up again with, uh, obviously, the economic situation, meaning that less and less of these top-line young drivers are going to go overseas. Yeah, absolutely. And and the reality of the situation is that now, to get to Formula 1, you need to be an uber-millionaire or have a very, very wealthy benefactor. Um, and, and V8 supercars nowadays isn't paying the massive high salaries, unless you're Craig Lambs or James Courtney, that it did probably five years ago. But that, that's just a, a marketplace sort of reality. But a young kid like Chaz Moffat can go in and get himself a drive with FPR next year, and he's probably going to be on a couple of hundred grand. And for him, that's massive dollars. Like, that's huge. And I know all three of us would take a couple hundred grand a year very nicely to drive racing cars, thank you very much, and we'd never complain again. So, I um, know oh, I would. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, it's very appealing, isn't it? Um, it's hugely appealing. And, look, the guys in Carrera Cup, for the most part, the series is now at a point where it, it gets good exposure, it gets excellent television, lots of media, high profile, that these guys are getting enough sponsorship, for the most part, that... Whilst you're not going to get a full-time wage out of it, you can pay yourself pretty reasonable money or be paid reasonable money from your sponsor or whatever deal you do um, so you can drive and be a professional racing car driver. Um, and for some of these guys, that's uh, that's perfect. Well, Stephen Richards does. He's a professional racing car driver. He races full-time. So they career a couple rounds a year and the V8 Supercar Enduros. And, um, and that works for him. So... I'm not sure how many guys in DVS are doing that. I think it's a, it's a bit tougher there because it's more expensive, believe it or not, than going Porsche racing. Yeah, Betty also raised an interesting point on that Inside Motorsport interview where you have the pro and you have the elite and, uh, you know, where and they are well aware that it's the elite guys that are funding the ability for the pro guys to go out there and do their bit. Yeah, absolutely right, 100%. And um, the elite guys know it, but um, the elite guys love going out um, going out and racing a Craig Baird for Stephen Richards and um, I remember the look on Max Twig's face when he knocked Mark Scaife off at the Grand Prix three years ago uh, I've never seen anyone happier in their life because he's this non-professional bloke who runs a mining and um, heavy machinery contracting business and just beat you know, five time Australian touring car champion Mark Scaife at the Grand Prix um, and that's what it's all about Tom, always a pleasure to have you on the show and uh Look forward to catching up with you down there at Phillip Island. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Craig. Richard, always a pleasure to catch up with you, and I know you'll be, uh, once again, the busiest man in the media centre. Oh, look, it gets pretty good uh, for me for the, the remainder of the year, but looking forward to Phillip Island and, uh, and the big one at the end of the season. I do like going to home. 
Well, that's all we have time for this week. On the Van Insiders, check of the flag wave, another edition. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.